Welcome to Season 3 of the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. I'm Kelly Dean, physical therapist and founder of the Tummy Team. I'm excited to share with you the stories of clients and professionals on their personal, functional core and pelvic floor rehab journeys, as well as so much more. We're passionate about helping you be strong for the life you were meant to live. This is Kelly Dean from the Tummy Team. Welcome back to the Tummy Team Journey podcast. Um, I'm excited to have a client, an online client interview for you today. This is Rashida and she has done, she's worked with us in our online programs, but also in e-sessions and she just has a really inspiring story to share. I mean, I think something that a lot of you guys will resonate with. So hi, Rashida, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, I'm Rashida. I am 37 years old. I am the mother of a four-year-old daughter and a 13-month-old son. Very active. Um, and I have um, been on this journey of kind of trying to find myself back after children. Um, so it's been several years. Um, and so I'm really, really happy to be here. Yeah. And I, I love even just how you worded that trying to find myself after <laughs> having kids. And, and I mean, that's kind of what it is. A lot of times people come across the tummy team because physically there's something wrong and they need, they need physical rehab, right? And I'm a physical therapist, but yep. the, the journey becomes uh, so much more. We, what we realize, what we're really seeking is that, that connection to ourself again, that got lost when, we got stretched out and things started to break and, and we became hyper-focused on our family and our kids and less focused on ourselves until ourselves started to really struggle and trying to figure that out and kind of how do we circle back and find, you know, you're not who you were before you had kids, but you know, there is part of who you were in there and how do we get back to that and how do we pull that back out? And, and I, you know, surprisingly over the years, I figured out like there is such an emotional identity connection to this type of physical therapy. It's it's more than just a series of exercises. So yeah, tell, sure. yeah, tell us uh, tell us a little bit about like your first birth. Yeah, yeah. Kind of. Let's start there. Sure. Yeah. So my first. Uh, so I got pregnant in two thousand seventeen had a really non-eventful pregnancy, which was great. Like I felt really strong um, before I got pregnant, which is ironic because after going through the program, I think that was just like, you know, tightness and things that I thought were strength, but that were not. And, um, but I, but I felt really good. I, I, you know, I, um, I I didn't gain a ton of weight and I felt really strong. Actually, my, I was really late. Um, So I had to be induced at 41 and five days. Um, my child was very comfy in there. And now, I mean, having gone through the program can kind of see why potentially, because I wasn't in that alignment. I think that probably, you know, was part of it. Um, and, but the birth part of it was very different. So I was induced, uh, was going to go through a regular, you know, natural birth, but, um, and, you know, dilated, did all that stuff, pushed for an hour. She didn't come out, ended up having an emergent C-section. I had developed um, a pretty bad infection at that point. Like nobody really knew until I got into the operating room. I think I had 103 temperature. Um, so there was, and there was, um, I think, you know, there was distress for her. 
And, um, and so when she came out, um, she wasn't crying. Um, she had to, we were in the NICU for, I think we were in the hospital for about eight days. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I wasn't really conscious the whole time. Um, and so, cause I was kind of in and out. So for me, I mean, it was, um, you know, we talk about traumatic births and stuff, but I think like, I almost like, I wasn't present. So I, I kind of missed some of the traumatic parts of it. I think my husband, on the other hand, you know, witnessed a lot of stuff and that, you know, he tells me what happened. And I think one point the doctor was like on the table trying to take, you know, take her out. Um, so I don't really know what happened, everything. And it was probably honestly better for me because I think if I had been conscious, I would have a lot, I've been a lot more stressed. Um, right. but, but she had, your body you know, still experienced that your body still experienced it's true. all of that. Yeah. yeah, that is true. Um, and, and recovery did take quite a bit of time. And I think, you know, as being a first time mom, you know, you, you don't really know what to expect kind of after you hear stories and all this kind of stuff. But, um, so, you know, I didn't have any sense of what it was going to be. Like, I certainly wasn't expecting a C-section, but I knew it was always a possibility. Um, and I remember going, you know, those first several weeks were, I guess, challenging in and of itself because of this, the regular stuff that you're going through with, like, trying to breastfeed. And, you know, my, she had, like, my girl was, um, she wasn't latching properly and she was losing weight and there was this failure to thrive thing. And oh, and so then I was triple feeding and I was like, it, I think at one point I was like pumping while feeding her a bottle and I was just like, this is so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So, oh my gosh. So stressful. So stressful. Yeah. And I think that like, you know, it was taxing, I'm sure on my body, but you don't really even have time to think about it. Um, and so I remember, I, I never really, like after the C-section, I never really like touched my belly. I was almost like, I think afraid to like touch the scar or anything like that. So I, I didn't even know what it really looked like at, at one point. Um, and I remember having a postpartum check probably at, I think at eight weeks at that time, because I had a C-section. And before that, I remember, um, like, I think I had touched my abdom, like my abs and I was like, whoa, like I have a hole in there. Mm-hmm. And that was like, I didn't, that was just weird. And I thought, and I had the assumption that it was because of the C-section. Well, you know, they take apart your muscles and, you know, so I didn't really know. And I remember going into the OB and at that point I did have a, a belly and it was kind of a, you know, it felt hangy, but I didn't know any better of like, well, I just assumed that everybody has one after, you know, they give birth and I'm shocked now to like, know that it, everybody doesn't have that. Um, and she had said, I remember she, and I was like, well, is this, be-, you know, I kind of was asking, I was like, is this belly fat? Is it stretched out skin? Is it, you know, kind of, because it? it was a really um, distinct look, right? It was it was like that, like it was kind of stri- it was almost like almost like a little pregnant pooch, right? But you're not. Yes, pregnant. Yeah, it didn't right. have the tone of a pregnant pooch. It just had like the yeah, the yeah, skin, which I which I I think like you know I was not ignorant, but you just you don't just really don't know. And I you yeah, know after like nobody is posting pictures of that belly after delivery, exactly. right? People exactly. are posting pictures of the belly that looks like they never had a baby. Nobody's putting yes. the pictures. And what's interesting, I, you know, I see so many tummies, you know, in my clinic, mm-hmm. I saw so many tummies. And then online, I see everybody shows me their tummy and everybody is so self-conscious of it. And I'm just like, I have seen so many tummies. You don't even know this tummy looks yeah. so much like all the tummies I've seen, but 
but we don't live in a culture that sees nor like a variety of healing, you know? And, and so, yeah. So it's like, if it's not, you know, what we would think of as perfect, we don't know all the shades in between. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's just not even knowing, even like amongst friends and stuff. I think we're always so focused on our kids. Like, you know, I think we're all struggling with something, but we don't actually talk about that portion because you just assume the other person is fine, yeah. but they're probably struggling with just the same thing. And so the OB had mentioned, I, I remember her telling me, she's like, oh, well, you know, that's probably always going to be there a little bit. And so I just kind of, I was like, oh, okay. I was a little disappointed, I think, but she's, I was like, okay, I guess it's, you know, from, you know, the surgery or whatever. And and it kind of was just there. And I, I went through this period after um, giving birth where like I did have a tummy, but I could find clothes that kind of masked it enough where I, you know, I went back to work after three months and, you know, still had that social engagement and all that kind of stuff where it kind of took away the self-conscious part of the belly. And I almost was like, I, at one point just said, you know what, it doesn't matter what I look like. I don't care actually about the belly, but that almost kind of did something on the extreme end of the other side of just kind of almost like giving up of like, Oh, it's always going to be like that, you know, kind of, you know, whatever. Um, and I kind of just didn't do anything about it. And I went from like being decently fit to like, not, not exercising at all. I've always had, I've always suffered from like back pain. I've all kinds of like, um, issues with like, you know, my knees and my feet and all this kind of stuff that just have always sort of accepted to some degree. Like, and you talk about, you know, um, powering through things and, you know, where mm -hmm. pain is like a sensor. And I think, you know, when it, it's like this slow progression where you don't even, you lose the sense of where is what is normal and what is like not. And right. I, um, I did also like for my, so that was my first birth, I guess my, my second birth, um, I got pregnant during COVID, so 2020, I had found a tummy team right before um, I got pregnant. Okay. And um, I was, what, what, I think what I was- What were you like, looking for when you found the tummy team? At what, what were you, what were you searching? Were you searching because of the diastasis? Did, had you ever even heard that term yet? No, I hadn't. So I think I was, I think at one point I was like trying to get back into like maybe some fitness or something. Okay. And I think I had watched a video of something postpartum related. And okay. there was like, I think she had mentioned diastasis recti. She's like, if you have a diastasis, you know, don't do, don't do this plank or whatever. And I kind of just shirked it off for a little bit. Um, and then I thought, well, what is, you know, I've, I've heard it a couple of times now. She's saying like, don't do this if you have this. So then I went and Googled it and, um, and then discovered, oh, there's a separation. And I think I found, you know, like how to check for it and realized, oh, okay, I do have that. Um, and so then I went on like, you know, researched a couple things and I think in just reading, I found some, and I was trying to find what that was, but I think I came across somebody's blog or something yeah. and one, one late evening, it was like, you know, in the middle of the night and, um, and just kind of skimmed this thing. And there had mentioned it was tummy team and there was a link to it and I clicked on it. And I'm the type of person who like, when there's something like, I, I'd like to research it. I'm very analytical. I like to like go through it, but that was, there was like divine intervention. I think that mm -hmm. night because I clicked on it and I was like, this is, this is really great. And what I liked, I think what initially caught my attention was that it, it was a clinic and it mm -hmm. felt a little bit more 
professional than like somebody else just having, you know, tell like, you know, you always come across these exercise videos or somebody telling you something yeah. and you don't really know how substantial what their is. background is. And exactly. yeah. And people do it with the best intentions. They, they've, they've sure. healed this themselves and they're like, can't help but tell people about it. And I love that. But, mm -hmm. you know, um, there is something to be said about having, you know, uh, a licensed physical therapist with a good 20 exactly. years of experience telling you um, some stuff. And, and I feel like our, our website in itself is like, it's like a library. It's like a, a big mm -hmm. resource of information. And it's all the stuff I wish that somebody that was available to me that would give me hope, not just don't do this, don't do that, don't do this. It was more like, okay, this is what's happening. This is why it's happening. And this is, there are ways to fix it. You know, like that, I feel like was what I needed to hear. And so that's what we built and it resonates with a no, lot of people. And I think at that point, um, I think you were still doing some in person, like in, cause I, I'm, I'm in the Washington DC area. So I'm on the East okay. coast. And so it was, it was kind of great that, Hey, there's this resource available. You're all the way across, you know, the nation, but I have access to it. And I like that evening, I think I clicked on it and I purchased a, the core, uh, the core foundations, um, yeah. like immediately I was like, this is it. This is what I need to do. And I, I think the very next day I started the video. So I was really, um, I was very excited actually when I found it because I thought, well, there's, and when you know, when you become aware of something, then you can kind of fix it or like at right. least try to improve it. And so I was really excited about that. So that I kind I kind of came across it happenstance as I was, you know, realized, oh, I have this, um, which was really great. And then when I started the videos, I think it was really profound to get the education component that you do up front mm -hmm. because in, you know, I am a very, like, I really like to learn about things and I like to know the whys of things. And so it, it kind of fed into that. And it gives you this sense of, I was so excited. I, mean, I told my, like, my husband knows your name and like, I'm like, you should do this program. <laughs> you know? and he's like, sure. and, yeah. And, and well, you know, I, I was really, I was really excited. And I even, I think, I think the important thing is to know that like, when it is your time to do something, like you have to sort of wait until you're ready for it, I think, because um, I was super excited and had shared it with him. And um, actually he did sign up for it. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't like, you know, you just didn't have the space to do it. And I feel mm -hmm. like, you know, I'm on this journey to kind of, I've been on this journey for like the last year, year and a half to kind of work on aspects of my body that I am trying to get stronger and more fit. And um, when I came across this and did the program, I have, I have started this program. This is, I've just completed the core foundations um, after my third attempt. And it was just because when I first found it, it was right before I found before I confirmed I was pregnant. So I had started the core foundations, but then um, paused it. And then I actually ended up doing the prenatal course. Yeah. Um, and so I did that, which was so helpful because my second pregnancy was not uneventful. It was very eventful. <laughs> and um, I had, you know, towards the end of my lat, my first pregnancy, I had a lot of SI joint pain. Um, which like, I, I think I had somebody in my yoga class, I'd never taken yoga, but I was like, I'll do this prenatal yoga. And I was having this really bad pain that was almost worse than some of the contractions that I was having. Like, it was just so painful. And she had mentioned the SI joint. 
pain. Um, and so in my second pregnancy, I was really surprised how early I felt that pain. Like it was like 10 weeks into my pregnancy. Right. Um, and so I was constantly out of alignment. I had, I was having all these nerve issues. Um, I was having, I, I had this like really severe pain in my leg that we thought was maybe a blood clot and had like ultrasounds and like had MRIs done, had all kinds of stuff done. And finally, um, one of the OBs I had was seeing, uh, you know, I was telling him all these issues He's like, you should maybe go see a PT. And um, so I was like, okay. And she, he recommended this woman and she, she was great. Like she, she, so I actually saw the PT twice a week, like throughout pregnancy for many months to try to resolve some of the issues. And it was only then where um, I kind of discovered that a, cause I know it was, it was right at the same time I was doing the tummy team. So I had, I remember bringing in the papers from like the handouts of like, here's what I'm doing. And mm-hmm. you know, this is how I do my, you know, my transverse holds. And she was really impressed. She was like, and, and so it was very helpful actually to have had that little component of education right. and, and had it felt empowered like, yourself and be like a team member with your PT. Yeah. Yes. And, and so I, and I kind of knew um, what, what a transverse hold was and like how to right. do it because this, you know, they were like engaged and I was like, oh, okay, I know how to do this. So it was very helpful. Um, and I was, you know, I was constantly out of alignment. I think the PT, it felt, it felt like a little bit overwhelming at the time to go to PT because there were like an hour and a half or two hours of my time. And I was also working during mm-hmm. that time. I was having like so I, I was still doing it, but it was more just to kind of like get back into alignment because I was having such significant pain and like the SI joint and my, I had a lot of neck issues. Um, and so, but I was able to at least do the core to, to do the prenatal, um, core program with the tummy team. And that I think helped kind of, it, it was so helpful to just have like these functional exercises, right? whereas like these not these like extra, cause I, I did, I had this sense of like, oh my gosh, I have this like two hour thing I have to do, which is good, but I felt like I wasn't doing the exercises. And so it was just like, I was just going there to kind of get back into alignment to like fix the pain. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I wasn't able to really do all the other things. So I really I appreciated. I think that's the plan. That's the process for a lot of us, even myself, when I, there are times when I've gone to PT for like a shoulder injury. And I, um, you know, with the best intentions, some of the exercises I can do when I can build them into my routine. But if I have to lay down to do that exercise, I might get once a day. If I have to, you know, use a wall that has to be completely open to be able to do this exercise, you know, or whatever it is, I feel like, you know, like some of those little, it seems like little hurdles are enough to just like, I fall flat. And so- When I, when I have created the coursework that I do with you guys, um, I think in my mind, how would I be consistent doing this? How, what, what are the things I'm already doing? And I was building these courses when I had little kids and when I, you know, not when I was pregnant, because I didn't know this stuff when I was pregnant, but when I had little kids and when I was working with a lot of moms and I was like, okay, I don't want this to be another chore for people to do. I want it to be doable, meaningful, and translate right into real life and the needs that you have right away. So I'm really intentional about that. And I'm constantly updating the program because if I can find a better way to do something, I'm going to show it to you and replace the other way we were doing it. Yeah. You know, (laughs) I want, I want you, I want people to be successful and, Mm -hmm. and I want it to mirror what the demands of our real life is, because if we come down to it, 
you know, the muscles of the core and pelvic floor are for function. They're for for holding this up and holding this together. And when you're pregnant, they're for holding the uterus in the right position, you know, stabilizing your pelvis. That's what Mm -hmm. they do. So how do we get them to do those things and and where you can be successful? So I, I wonder if like, even though you weren't doing the PT exercises that the PT was giving you, you were doing some exercises. So the combination hopefully Mm -hmm. was impactful yeah i think just doing like the transversal just i think the biggest thing is just actually being aware or like knowing hey this is this is this is what can happen i knew at that point what a diastasis was i knew that okay i obviously have one um and going through the program i was able to actually finish right before i ended up going on bed rest because i had a lot of preterm issues with my second Mm -hmm. um and so I was, and I remember like actually um, thinking, well, I'm not going to be able to do a lot of the things like as to be like consistent after I finished the program, because I was, I was also just really scared of like doing anything because at right. that point you know, I was like, oh, I don't, I really don't want to give birth at 31 weeks. So I, I was very um, kind of skittish to do any sort of real exercise, but what I appreciate, I think, you know, I was even on the forum and I had, you know, asked, well, what can I do? I'm on bed rest. Right. And you had mentioned you know, just do the transverse holds, like that will at least prepare you. And I, I was going to be having a C-section they had recommended and, um, which was also not planned again, but, you know, I I think it definitely helped with just even that part of pregnancy where I was having all these issues to just to be more aware of my alignment, to like be just more consistent with trying to, um, you know, keep things a little bit more you know, so straight and and also just the language of knowing what what your what your abdominals are supposed to do. And um, it's a connection piece too. I think when you have all those complications going on and you had a traumatic first birth, mm-hmm. it's easy to kind of check out a little bit. You maybe are very connected to the baby, but not so connected to your body. You know, and and what those breaths and the transverse hold, even on bed rest allow you to stay grounded and centered and connected to your body, which is going to be so helpful after the baby comes out, right? Because that body needs to come back together. And that disconnect is such a hurdle. It's such a hurdle Mm -hmm. to get over. So if we can even just the abdominal massage, the breathing, the feeling, the movement of the core, the supporting the uterus that you're doing, supporting your spine, all of those things, as simple as they sound, you know, they, they fill in a hole that is, is there that, that needs to be filled going into that next stage. Yeah. And I think the simplicity is one of the things that's so underestimated because I think in those first couple of weeks, I remember just even doing like the transverse hold. It seemed, it seemed so simple. Like, cause I, before I signed up for the course, I had this impression of like, okay, we're going to, you know, there's going to be this like, re, you know, when you think of rehab, you have all these exercises and this and that. And then I remember after like the first week of video, it was just like, take, take a breath, like, you know, do, do the holds. And I'm like, okay, like this is a small body. Yeah. And I think it was, you know, and I just my personality, like I'm such a perfectionist and I, and I'm very, and then I'm also really impatient. So when like, when I decide like I'm going to fix something or I'm going to go, you know, 
you know, I'm like the type of person who I might run in like five years, but then I'm like, okay, I'm going to go running. And then I'll, inj- you know, and then I'll end up injuring myself. So this program really gave me, um, like it was, you know, forced to like take, take it slow and gave you also permission to like, take it slow. And it was, I really right. appreciated like the, the pro- all the prompting in, in the course of like, it's okay to not be perfect. Like keep going. There were several days, I think, you know, I'd mentioned that this is like the third time I tried it. So, you know, after the prenatal course, I, I, I tried to restart it after postpartum, probably a few months um, after, but I just couldn't, couldn't quite, you know, I, I restarted it and I couldn't get past like the fourth week. Cause then either people were sick or I was really sleep deprived or, or whatever. And right. I feel like you can it, sabotage yourself at that point, instead of to yeah. go, okay, what pieces am I doing? Can I continue to do that are still helping me? It, you know, exactly. that all or no, nothing mentality, it, it, you know, gosh, it hamstrings us every time, <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, my friend Beth learned from fit to be, she's like, mm-hmm. she's like, how about all or something? Something something yeah. is always better. And especially um, intentionally well-designed some things, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I am, yeah. I'm really, I know like you, you've said it multiple times and I know from another meeting with you that it was like, kind of like this, this frustration you had with yourself that it took you three times to go through core foundations. But what I am hearing is, you know, the willingness to pause when you needed to pause and the Mm -hmm. perseverance to come back to it when you were in a place where you could come back to it and not everything you learned in every one of those uh, attempts to get through the program, you still learned stuff just because you didn't finish it. Every, every video you do, you learn something that is valuable. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's not lost just because you know all the boxes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think like the, just even the few um, basic things that I had gotten in those initial videos, like I was doing for at least like a year before I could actually get back into finishing the program. Right. And, and even while I was doing the program, like I'm, I'm learning to like, okay, because there were some weeks where I would do the program, I would, I would learn the information and I would, and I would pick one thing, like you always say, pick one right. thing that you can do. And I would, I would just do one thing and I wouldn't make myself feel guilty if I couldn't do anything else because I thought, well, I'm doing one thing that I wasn't doing before. So this is obviously, yeah. and it, and I did notice, I think what was the biggest thing is when I started it. And the reason that I kept trying to come back to it is because I really felt a very big difference in those first couple of weeks, just by yeah. doing the simple things on, you know, within the day. And that's another and reason that, that sometimes people stop, but not yeah. in a bad way. They, they feel so much better that they got what they needed for the next stage of what they could do. Like this, mm-hmm. this was more than I thought I was going to get. And I'm going to take this, you know, right. it's, it's sometimes we do it unconsciously, you know, we're like, yeah, I feel better. So we don't stop because we're like, oh, I don't want to finish. We stop because we feel better. And right, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> we are a negative feedback system. We do things when things don't feel good. And when they feel good, we're just like, okay, we're good. We're done. You know? And, but I think the education helped empower you too. And to be fair, you're raising babies in, in a pandemic at the time. Right. And so there's a lot going on. The other thing to be said is you, you know, you've mentioned your personality and I know this from kind of meeting with you is that 
your tendency is to power through. Your tendency is to to ignore your symptoms and just do the next thing because that's the next thing on the list. And by you not doing that has actually been exactly what your body needed. You needed Mm -hmm. to pause and to kind of, uh, it's not even drift. You needed to kind of rest in a stage for a while before you added the next thing. That's what your body and your mentally and, and physically what you needed to do the next thing. And even though the course isn't set up for that, um, it doesn't accommodate for that because how, how would we know what each individual needs, but it's still, you know, our, our approach with you is gracious enough that you just reach out to us and we adjust things for you. you yeah. Which is so, I mean, the flexibility that it offer, like the, that the, that the course itself offers and then the flexibility that you give um, your clients like if they have any issues or if something, you know, if you get pregnant, you to be successful. the reason yeah. it's set up is not to sabotage you. It's set up a way because that pacing is what we know to work. Right. Mm-hmm. But everybody's different and life happens. Right. And I, we don't want you that pacing to be the, the, you know, the stumbling block for you. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think like, I'm really proud to like have finished it. I think there's definitely like more work that I want to do. And I think that this with the, I think really the education component was huge. And, you know, just knowing that the diastasis, A, what a diastasis is, and then B, that it's not permanent. Like it's, you can right. fix it. And, and has yours, yours has, has improved. Is it where, where, where were you and where are you at now? Like, I know it's not completely healed yet. So yeah. when I started, I was probably about a three three um, finger diastasis, like in the center, and then mm-hmm. maybe two, like on the top and bottom. Right. And so and now, the most common that we see, honestly. Okay. Oh, okay. yeah. And and I think now it's at probably about a one finger diastasis. It's in the middle and like maybe half, like yeah. on the top. Yeah. And and honestly, sometimes we don't even call that a diastasis after you've had children because okay. the connective tissue always feels a little bit different after it's been stretched and softened like that. But um, other symptoms, like what, what other symptoms are you having? Are you feeling like some of your pain and stability is better? Your energy, your posture is better? Yeah, for sure. Like posture awareness, like I try to sit up taller and more aligned. I think the biggest thing that I've noticed is my back pain. So I have, and I mean, I'm talking like chronic pain, not even like pre-pregnancy I mean, you know, while I have children, but, you know, 20, going back 15, 20 years, I've always think I've had core issues that I think was exacerbated by the first pregnancy. And I think probably why some of the things that got caused, um, I've always, I think like over tensed my, um, my abs. I've always kind of had that self-conscious kind of view. And, and so I think there was always this sort of, you know, you talk about bulging out. I think I was probably doing that. I hold, you know, I hold my breath a lot and I know that you know, that probably causes some of that stuff. So I think that, and I even threw my back out when I was like 16 years old, um, mm-hmm. lifting stuff. And so I've thrown it out a couple of times since then. And I have noticed significant difference in like, even the things that I'm doing, like if I'm showering my kids, I remember telling my husband, I was like, oh, I shower my kids and like my, you know, my back doesn't hurt. Like I was able to like hinge from the, you know, like be yeah. just aware of it. I think I, I feel stronger. Like I feel better. Um, I'm like more connected, I think to like what my abs were meant to do. And I, I, it's just been so many years 
like I for you really do you kind of forget where like that normal line was because it's wow. like this slow creep of like oh, okay well that's just how it is and when you start getting some improvement or better you're like okay that's okay it doesn't need to hurt for you yeah. to feel you know and it's, we, it we, seems we, so settle for, we settle for pain or discomfort for a long time and we don't even realize. And the other thing, you know, going back to the very first thing that you said when we started was, you know, your journey to finding yourself. I feel like when, when you get that transverse connection that, you know, where you really feel elongated and almost like your core muscles have wrapped around and kind of hugged and stabilized you from the inside. When I was in the clinic, I would use my hands when somebody's laying down after I checked them for a diastasis, I do a little abdominal massage. And then I wrap my hands around their back and kind of pull their waist together and hold it there for a second, which is simulating what your transverse does. And there's this, there's this look that comes across the face like, Oh, there I am yeah. kind of like right. this recognition of mm-hmm. ourself. And I feel like on your journey that that's kind of what you're, you're getting back, you know, that kind of like, Oh, there I am. Oh, there yeah. me is not just me, mom and me wife and me working, but, but the essence of me is in that deep held position of our core. And that's, that's that. And we don't know what's missing. It like you, it didn't, it didn't like you had it and then it was gone. It was a slow, like, you know, a slow, gradual loss. But then Mm -hmm. when it comes back, it's like, it, it like wakes up all these nerves in our brain (laughs) and we're like, oh, that's what was missing, you know? It's so true. I mean, I think you go through so much stuff after like becoming a mom, like there's so many other things you're dealing with and like, you know, outside of just the birth experiences, then there's like the postpartum period and like you know I had a very child for the second for the second child and it was it was very taxing physically it was really taxing because we were carrying him all the time we had because he wasn't settled he had a lot of reflux issues and I remember just having had done the prenatal course of just even trying to splint before you know carrying because we were and he was a heavy baby and so we were I mean we were literally walking around for hours upon hours a day just having him like basically glued to our body. And so that, you know, that took a lot out of us. And I think that that, you know, just being aware of that. And and honestly, like there's seasons of life that you have, like where it's like, okay, this is, this is temporary. I know that I can get back to trying to, you know, and having a little bit of grace to say, okay, like, it's okay. This is what my child needs at this period, you know, and I'm going to, get back to it. And like, and now I, and now I'm empowered to know that, Hey, there's this resource out there that I can like go back to when I'm ready for it. And I think that was like, what really motivated me to like, cause I knew, I always knew I was like, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to finish this course. Like I was, I wanted to finish the course and get stronger because I do want to like be able to like run with my kids and like do things. I'm just, you know, I taught, you know, the levels of tiredness and, you know, things that I just thought I couldn't do that. it, It feels really nice to be able to like be able to be on a path towards yeah doing the next thing that you want to do you know I think I think also even in just the wording throughout the course the grace that that I try to and compassion Mm -hmm. that I try to put in there to recognize that we all have those days we all have those times and and I think 
that what that does for people that are in the thick of it is they realize, mm-hmm. oh, okay, this isn't actually going to be forever. She's saying this because yeah. she has seen it or been through it and is not there now. Like sometimes when we're in it, we cannot imagine not being in it. Like we cannot mm-hmm. imagine when our kids sleep through the night. We can right, yes. when we don't have to wear a, like a nursing bra, you know, we cannot yeah. imagine, you know, yes. when our kids wash their own hair in the, oh my gosh, <laughs> when they wash their own hair in the, in the shower and you don't have to go in and wash their hair for them. Oh yeah, my yeah. God. <laughs> so when they, when they set their own alarm and get up for school and you don't have to wake them up. I mean, there is stuff that you can't even imagine that's on your horizon. <laughs> I know just sitting there to wash your own hands is like a feat yeah yeah, right or or maybe yeah feed themselves like I mean huge things so I mean you when you're in it you can't see it but I think because of the because we see clients in so many different stages and I try to speak to all those places I think it helps to go oh everybody's on a journey that's in this course. Everybody is kind of in a different place. And there's a space for me in my current space. And I know that this is just my current space. And, mm-hmm. and I think that that is just as hopeful and helpful. And there's a community component to it um, yes. that I think is really, uh, really valuable. Um, are you feeling ready to start the course mark fitness transition? Do you feel like that's your next step? So I... I think that I'm finally at the point where I want to get back into fitness. Um, and I, I think I struggled with having gone almost to the other extreme of like not doing anything like where I was you know, active at one point before I got pregnant. Then I went through this years of like practically doing nothing where even like walking was like a feat, you know? Um, to now thinking about, okay, I've, I'm healing the diastasis. I'm getting stronger, connected now. What is the next transition? And I think if you haven't, because there was such a gap, it, I think the core fitness program seems to be the right sort of transition because, you know, when you do the work to try to heal yourself, you're almost like afraid to do anything yeah. that's like, you know, mess it up. And, and so I think, um, and then knowing my personality of like wanting to just like go hard, yes. you know, I, I think the structure of something to kind of teach you almost to like retrain you essentially to like how to work out again. It retrains you how to work out better than you were doing before. Um, less can be more when you're, yes. especially I I'm really deliberate about the breath, the alignment the timing of your engagement when you're doing stuff in the the transitional course and, and showing you how to gradually build intensity without building a ton of time. So, I mean, there's still like, there's still under 20 minutes. Um, 11 to 20 minutes is usually how long the videos are each day and it feels achievable. Um, and, and you can see progress and I think it's going to be, I I definitely am excited for you. I think it's going to be the next, the next best step for you. Um, when you're ready, right? Like there's not a rush because you have tools and strategies you're using all the time now. And, um, you know, what the yeah, like that's what I'm gonna say. What are what are the what are the three things that you do the most consistently right now? 
So I definitely say it's like the transverse holds and the breath. Like mm-hmm. I do those constantly throughout the day because they're easy and I can do them anywhere. That's and like the biggest. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I do the, like the, the sitting hip stretch. I am, you know, I'm a finance professional, so I'm at a desk a lot. So that's a really easy thing for me to do. Um, and then even the simple thing, like I have a lot of tightness just in my shoulders and in my, mm-hmm. um, just kind of like my chest area. And I think knowing, um, the, the over, like the, the, um, I can't remember the name of it, but the, the over the head. Yeah. The, the yeah. QL standing stretch. Standing QL stretch. Yeah. The yeah. overhead, overhead reach standing QL stretch. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that just having, and the shoulder rolls, that was, what, and yeah. the shoulder rolls are just such a simple thing, but they have made such a significant difference. Um, because I, you know, and I, and I, I, I am sort of aware of, okay, I'm, you know, I'm on a computer and I try not to hunch, but even, even if you're like yeah. hyper aware of things, like you're still yeah. get so tired. <laughs> Me too. I, I mean, I, I teach this stuff. I, I develop this touch stuff and I have to put pit stops in at my computer work because, you know, it, it, the, how intense I get, I get closer and closer and closer and closer to the screen, you know, and I'm just like, I don't know how, like, it's like drawing me in like a magnet and, you know, and so I do, I need to have those pit stops where I reset and realign. And, and I think having those strategies is really, um, like you said, the simplicity is underestimated and so valuable. And, um, so knowing that even, hearing that, you know, through the program and like your prompts of like that you do the stretches, that almost was, it was kind of eye opening because I, when you're sort of in that rehab, you know, frame of mind, you're like, okay, it's because something is like, I have to fix something. And then once it's fixed, like I don't have to do it. You know, you're, you're, you're not thinking Mm -hmm. long-term, but knowing that, you know, you're, you're in this business and you're, you're, you know, you're, you're probably very aware of how you are, but even you are doing the stretches every day. And it kind of made, it changed my mindset to, okay, this is a lifestyle thing versus, okay, one and done. And then like, okay, move on to the next thing. So that's been probably the biggest um, change as well. And hearing that, like hearing your personal stories throughout it, is, is also very helpful. And mm-hmm. you, you, you mentioned community, um, before and like the forum that you put together, like, and all the people that are on there from like the, you know, clients that is so helpful. Just yeah. like being able I, to go to somewhere where people respond and you're very responsive, like knowing that there's a resource that's educated and professional and that, you know, they're all, we're all kind of going through the same is so, so yeah, you can share it's safe. You can share just about anything. And people come mm-hmm. in with like lots of really helpful suggestions and grace and encouragement. It's, it's, it's wow. a beautiful space. Um, but yeah, it is a lifestyle and, and there is, there's a level of maybe intensity that happens earlier on that is not as intense. Like I, when I was rehabbing my core, I I probably needed to release my hamstrings probably 20 times a day. It was, I was resetting a really unhealthy pelvic alignment pattern and mm-hmm. I had to like do it a lot. Now yeah. I do two ham, I do one hamstring, two hamstring stretches a day that are just built into a routine of what I do. And if I really feel like if I've been doing something where I feel like I've used that muscle's more or that alignment is, you know, I'm on a road trip. We're going on a road mm-hmm. trip here. 
every, every stop, every rest stop, I'm going to release my hamstrings and do a sitting hip stretch, you know? And because I've learned that this is, this is like the oil on the tin man. This is, mm-hmm. this is the fountain of youth that we're looking for. It's, it's, it's instead of, I say this a lot, instead of giving people like a list to check off, which a lot of yeah. people like those lists and I do create them for that personality, but that is not my goal. I don't want it to be a check off. I want eventually everybody to go, oh, I'm just going to check in on my body. I'm going to take an inventory. How am I feeling? How long have I been sitting? How close is my nose to the screen of the computer? You know, like how, yeah. what, and what is my body saying to me and what strategies do I have to respond and then Mm -hmm. do that you know and it's not just like I did these three stretches every day I did this stretch because I was in a car all day I did this stretch because I was on a computer all day I did this Mm -hmm. stretch because you know I've been clenching my jaw in stress all day you know like recognizing why you're doing I did these belly breaths to connect to my core but also to calm down my nervous system because I Mm -hmm you know, have too many things going on in my head, or I didn't get enough sleep last night, you know, recognizing that these are tools that are just how you care for yourself in a way that yes, promotes the healing of your diastasis, helps you be strong, but actually it helps balance out your body. So you feel good and you can do the Yeah. And I think, I think the balancing thing is, is pretty huge because, um, there's a component of the program where you talk about like compensating, compensating mm-hmm. muscles. And I think like that has been the biggest um, change as well, because I have a lot of tight muscles just kind of everywhere. And, you know, I've always been that person that like, I like to help out, like, I want to lift the heavy things and I want to, you know, and I can, I can just kind of power through it. But realizing that that tightness has then created the imbalance in all the other muscle and other muscles that aren't allowing it to like actually strengthen so that use it or lose it, you know, yeah. concept is like yeah. really stuck stuff to me um so it i think just the education component itself was just it's it's so profound like it's so enlightening to like right and it's, it's basic it's not like this super it's like, over deep. your head it's very yeah. i talk at everybody's level but it is i i i think gosh you know we should have an owner manual to our body right like this is <laughs> it's the owner's manual like what is going on and why like the more you learn anatomy yeah, yeah, the anatomy, it doesn't have to be super complicated, but to know what that is and what that pain is and what that muscle is and and how your body heals and, and all of those things. I think that's really valuable. You know, we get one body, you know, one body, this is it. So, yeah. all right, so we're going to wrap up. If there's, do you have, is there anything that you wish you knew sooner that maybe, or that you would have told your younger self, or you would have told you tell other people just starting out? Is there something you can think of? I think, um, you know, being aware of like being in tune with your body. So if something is hurting or if something is like in pain to know that a, it doesn't have to be like that because Mm -hmm. I really, I mean, it sounds so simple, but like, I wasn't really aware that okay, my body isn't meant to hurt every time I do X, Y, Z. And I think honestly, like the, the diastasis piece was really huge. Like if somebody had told me that in the beginning, even before I got pregnant or while I was like in those initial stages. This is even a possibility. It would be nice. Yes. I would have been so much more um, like aware or like try, you know, try to keep 
and I, I honestly think that that would have impacted my first birth. Yeah. Um, because I look at that proactive. photo. Yeah. Yeah. I look at that photo of like their alignment and how all that would have, you know. So I, I think it's just like knowing, I think if, if I could do it all over, like just to somebody to tell me, hey, there's this muscle inside of you that is supposed to do X. And, you know, these are certain little things that you could do throughout the day to like keep you connected. Um, would have been nice to know. And maybe if the OB had told me that, hey, this wasn't going to be a permanent thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're definitely, we found, we found you and that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. We're definitely working on getting the education out. You know, we're going to be releasing this podcast during the middle of our diastasis recti awareness month. And where we just, you know, flood all of our platforms with as much education as we can possibly can. So people are sick of di- hearing about DR, but it's, you know, the month that we do it and we share, um, you know, and, and we encourage other people to share stuff because you don't know what you don't know. And we're just trying to help people. It doesn't, it affects way more people than you would think. It's way more common than you would think with how neglected it is by the medical community and we're trying to change it and it's it's not a difficult treatment plan so it shouldn't be such a a hard but you know there's not a lot to sell in this treatment plan you know surgery makes more money than this so right um (laughs) so i I think just that people are in the same boat as you like you're not alone that was probably one of the biggest things is like you know, you think there postpartum periods can be really lonely and you think that like all these things are happening. And I think just knowing that if you're feeling it, somebody else is probably feeling that too. And to yeah, give yourself like grace and to be okay with it. I agree. Community is really, really helpful. And that's why we call it the tummy team, right? It's yeah. a team. We're a team working all together, trying to, you know, heal our tummies and beyond. Right. Yeah. That's so all true. right. Thank you so much, Rashida. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. This was great. All right, everybody. Thank you guys for listening. I um, I knew that you guys would probably really be able to relate to Rashida's story and, um, you know, see that that power in the education. And I love what she said where with like, the simplicity is underestimated. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna change from doing all or nothing to doing all or something, and uh, see significant improvements. So if you want to know more about what we do at the Tummy Team, check us out thetummyteam.com. And you know you we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, and we're really trying to make a difference and trying to educate the world about how to not have to suffer through some of these common symptoms. And we would love to help you. So check out what we do. All right, we'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us today at the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. To hear more inspiring stories, please subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. And of course, to find out more about all that we do, check out thetummyteam.com. We would love to help you be strong for the life you are meant to live.